Over the last decade or so, more people have put off retirement or put in some part-time work beyond the typical retirement age. Now, one reason this has become more prevalent in the 21st century, well, that comes down to a matter of life or death. If you go back to uh, a generation or two ago, life expectancy was 65 to 68 years old, right? I mean, the reality was you you were going to retire at 65, and if the average was around there, you know, some folks were dying at 62, 63, even before they got to retirement. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Moving Up the Ladder. I'm Tim Muma. Work has many meaningful benefits, but at some point, it just seems like it'd be nice to kick back and take it easy for a while. Rick Martin, senior financial planner for Zarka Financial, he understands that point, but he also has eight reasons why you should actually continue working after, quote-unquote, retirement. Rick, thanks for returning to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. Today's topic, and obviously we bounce around a little bit with Zarka Financial, and this one's a little bit different, but definitely one that touches people across the board, and that's the idea of retirement, although not really retiring and actually working either doing kind of like a half retirement or retiring and then going back to work. I guess from your experience, what in general do you see as reasons why people might actually still work even though they could easily retire? Well, that's an interesting question, Tim. And and actually, um, if I haven't said it before, I'm sure you'll be surprised when I say it depends. <laughs> uh, depends on a, a lot of different things. But, but if you want to try and lump uh, folks into kind of three major categories that I find when they get close to retirement, and, and quite frankly, there's some that are not retired but get retired because we've talked before about, you know, the folks that have lost their, their jobs right. uh, before retirement. But I end up finding people that um, are retired or not working but need to. So the first, the first group is, and, and the reason you would go back to work after retiring would be because you need to. Mm-hmm. You didn't, didn't financially prepare well enough. For whatever reason, you you have to keep working for financial reasons. The second group, they're not working or retired, but they want to go back and work. They they have a, they find that sitting around home, uh, doing nothing is not uh, healthy for them in their in their mind or whatever. And, and we'll talk about sort of the the health implications of that. But but the second group is more the one that wants to go back to work, and they may do something very different than they did before. Right. They may have found that. What they were doing, they, they weren't really that passionate about. It was something they did in order to make a living and provide for their family. And now they're retired and maybe better financially prepared than those that need to work. And they say, you know, I'd like to go do this now. So they go back to school and get educated or they just jump into it. Maybe it was a hobby before, something like that. And then the third group, uh, which doesn't really talk about going back to work after retirement. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. But the third group I find are those that are not working or retired, and they don't they don't need to, and they don't want to. They just want to go play. Right. So that's not today's subject, but but those are the three major topics. So if you go back to number one, the first group and the second group, we're going to try and cover eight reasons today. So right. just number one, working helps you stay physically and mentally healthy, and I touched on that briefly. But, uh, number two, you enjoy your work or want to take on a different role. Number three. You want to try a new line of work. Number four, your savings aren't substantial. Number five, you want to delay receiving Social Security, another key reason. Uh, number six, you need health insurance, hmm. uh, especially if you've retired before age 65. Number seven, your investments have lost value. So maybe you did a good job of planning, but uh, the market didn't cooperate with you. And number eight, you may be able to receive your pension while still working. So. 
that that happens a lot in the public sector. So that's kind of the top, uh, the eight reasons that we see uh, for people continuing to work after retirement. So right. which of those would you like to talk a little more about today, Tim? I was curious about the financial side. First and foremost, there are a couple of those reasons that you pointed out that would relate to the financial side of things. First off, about the idea of delaying Social Security and how that plays a role in terms of retirement and when you retire and, and how that can affect you one way or the other. That's a good area to start, too, and, and it's interesting because Social Security is not particularly difficult, but there's there's so many different rules and nuances, and especially if you're married, you've got spousal benefits, and, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Congress just took away some of those uh, or put some restrictions on that that were just effective uh, last month. Folks that have the ability, I guess, if they have the ability to continue to work, a lot of times what I see is they say, boy, you know, and, and the reality is if you don't know it already, if every year you wait, you get about an 8% increase in the payout. It's not quite that exact, but 8% is a good kind of figure to use. Mm. So if you wait a year, you get an 8% increase in a payment that you're going to get the rest of your life. So the general rule for me usually is if you can work or you are working and you're thinking, because you can start as early as 62 and you can delay it up till age 70 and age 70 doesn't go up anymore and you really, you know, you need to start uh, pulling it at that point. But the reality is people that they are looking at waiting, it makes more sense to me if you're waiting when you work and you're not you're not using your savings mm-hmm. when it gets so that way if you're still getting a paycheck and you're saying well I'm 62 or even if I'm 65 maybe I'll work till I'm 66 I'll get an 8% increase it comes back to can you work you know can you can you retain your job after you know for another year or two um, two can you continue to make the kind of money you were making or if you weren't working can you go back and work and make enough money to either subsidize or fully support your lifestyle so there, there, again, it, it depends on a lot of different factors, but I find if you're look if you're straight out looking, I'm retired, I'm not working anymore. Should I start Social Security or should I use my own personal savings? In a lot of cases, the math and sort of the emotional part comes back to you. You really want to start taking Social Security. Mm-hmm. It's about a 15, anywhere from a 15 to 17 year payback from when you start. If you just look at the plain math on if you start versus 62 versus 65, okay. it's going to be 16 years past 65. That's really, um, and, and then like I said, you, you get into a case now where if you're married, before you used to be able to file and suspend your benefit and your, right. and your could collect a benefit. Now you can't do that. So now you, if you really want to get some Social Security, either one of you, if you want to do spousal benefits, you as the primary have to start taking it where before you could delay it. It is interesting. Just, I mean, I like how you mentioned that just holding off for that year or two can be obviously a big benefit to, benefit to you down the road. As you mentioned, if you can work, I, I mean, I do like the advice that you probably should and at least try to as long as you can in that case. How does that relate or what's the comparison to needing health insurance? Uh, I know you mentioned briefly when you brought up that as being one of the reasons. Again, it depends on your age and how that might impact you. But where does that come into play? deciding whether or not you want to continue working after retirement. Right, and and the reality is um, they haven't changed any rules on that, although they're considering it. But right now the rule is once you get to be age 65, uh, in most cases you're going to sign up for Medicare 
you get Medicare Part A, you pay for Medicare Part B. Medicare Part B is now means tested. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're spouse is younger than 65 here's an interesting scenario see if you're if you're married and your spouse is several years younger than you and you turn 65 and you're going to retire and you're going to go on medicare and then somebody says well what what about medical coverage for your wife and say oh shoot i didn't think about that (laughs) um or uh you know hopefully they'll say you know you're on your own but (laughs) but but the reality is uh, you need you need to take that into consideration. And if you go out to the open market, of course, healthcare changes, you know, affectionately known as Obamacare, um, you know, have changed the landscape in that area, making it much easier to get, but not necessarily any less expensive. In fact, in many cases, it's more expensive to mm-hmm. get than it, than it has been in the past. But... Um, the reality is, again, it depends on your situation, and I think it makes a lot of sense to, to talk to some kind of a f- professional, be it a financial planner like myself or some expert in the area of uh, medical insurance, you know, healthcare insurance, because the landscape's uh, changed. And interestingly enough, Tim, because of the rules that are out there and, and the way the insurance companies are trying to address it, who is providing health insurance can in terms of insurance companies and so forth and that and the features of the plan can change every year but you need to think about the senior community and they get up into 80 and 90 years old and they're having to sort through all the various options on their health insurance and and a lot of them you know they just don't have the mental capacity anymore or you know physically are able to you know run around and or even on the phone right. you know have conversations with all these experts and try and sort out what's the best answer for me. Sure. It seems like it should be cut and dry, but it, it isn't always that that way and um, might be something for people to consider. Well, let's go away from the financial side, but as we were talking about health, the first reason you mentioned as far as people continuing to work was the idea that it helps you stay physically and mentally healthy. What's sort of the insight into that area? That's an excellent uh, question, probably you know, why we list it as number one. But if you go back to uh, a generation or two ago, the life expectancy was 65 to 68 years old, right? I mean, the reality was you, you, you were going to retire at 65, and if the average was around there, you know, some folks were dying at 62, 63, even before they got to retirement. Mm-hmm. And then some of these folks, were, especially, you know, you go back to manufacturing days, they worked, it was labor. They worked till they were 65, and they said, you know, I'm done. You know, right. I just want to sit in a chair. And the reality was we've, we've learned after the fact in many cases that's extremely unhealthy for your body um, and, and, quite frankly, your mind. So if you, if you sit there and say, well, I, I've, been, I've worked really hard all my life, I'm financially prepared, and I'm just going to instead of go play, and by play I meant more activity, but – Play is I, I'm going to get up in the morning and go sit in a chair and watch TV all day long. <laughs> That's be very good for you. Mm-hmm. So we believe that it's important, and I I very much stress when I talk with folks uh, and they talk about retirement. I, I ask them specifically what what are you planning on doing. I try and take into consideration their mental health as well as their physical health sure. and financial health. So. Um, just as a, another point of reference, life expectancy in 2013 was 81 for women and 76 for men. Hmm. So 81 is you know, 16 years past uh, 65. Right. And just another fact that might um, kind of help frame this whole thing is 
just I don't know what kind of uh, guess you would have as to how many senior uh, citizens we have over the age of 100, but I think you might be surprised to find out that we have over 70,000 Americans that are really? over the age of 100. Wow, that is that's a ton. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a lot? And, and the oldest person right now is somewhere around 116. So think about if you retire at 65 and you make it to 100, that's 35 years that you've got to be the CFO, the, the chief financial officer of your financial investments. And the biggest fear, uh, you may or may not know this, but the biggest fear of those that retire, especially when they start getting into those 70s and 80s, is that they're, they're going to outlive their money. Sure. This, what, this subject we're talking about is a catch-22, right? Because you've got to, you don't want to outlive your money, and yet you want to continue, most people want to continue to live. <laughs> so staying physically and mentally sharp lets you live longer, but then it puts more pressure on you financially to be able to continue to support the kind of life that you want to have. So, so it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of an interesting uh, twist to the retirement challenge that it can, it can put a, a greater pressure on your financial uh, in a planning aspect and uh, your, your overall assets that uh, you save for your retirement. And again, I think, uh, you know, excellent insight into that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, as you said, obviously you have a number of people coming to you and, and talking about their financial side of things when you're looking at retirement and whatnot. But, um, you know, I think that's cool that you do bring up to them the physical and mental health side because it all does play a role. As you said, there's kind of a catch-22 in there. There's finding a balance between the work and and, uh, you know, trying to take it easy as you get to your, uh, you know, older years there. Um, but, you know, a number of these other ones, I, I think they're a little self-explanatory. Obviously, if you just enjoy working, you want to try something new. Um, but one of the questions that, you know, is actually posed to me here was, if you do plan on continuing to work, you know, even past retirement age, or you have the idea that you're going to do some kind of work, how does that change your need to plan for retirement? Or when should you start making those kind of decisions? What would you suggest for the people listening out there? For whatever reason, I mean, I, don't, I, I haven't sat down with a 25-year-old and told them this, but, but just about everybody, you know, 40 and older, it's never too early to plan, right? I mean, you know, I, I don't know how old you are yourself. I know you're a younger guy, Tim, but, you know, why not start to have some basic plan in place because the longer you have to prepare for something then the easier it's going to be certainly from a financial standpoint mm -hmm. if you're 60 and you need to have ten thousand dollars saved then you've got to save you know something along two thousand dollars a year right um which may not seem overwhelming but think if you're only 40 and you had to get and you had to put another ten thousand away it'd be a lot cheaper right especially if you have time value of you know investing the money and so forth so so i don't think it's ever too early to try and figure that. But what I do find with younger folks is that their original intention about retirement is is probably yours. It's like, I want to get to it, right? <laughs> you know, True. They'll talk to me about working after retirement. I haven't even gotten, you know, I got 40 years to go or 30 <laughs> or 20 or whatever, 15 years to go. I want to get to that point and then I'll talk to you about whether I want to work in retirement or not. But to start to have the kind of conversation and have people maybe listen to this and start to say, yeah, that probably does make sense that, that I think about that. Because here's the other thing you can do. It's not just about being financially prepared, but it's about being mentally prepared. Not, not the mental and physical health here, but sure. the mental preparedness for the change. Because it is a change. 
just like I said, you now are going to be CFO of your family wealth, right? But it's not just that because like you did, you just briefly mentioned, you know, new line of work. But if, if you were doing something that you maybe you did love it when you were younger and you kind of got burned down on it, but five years before you retire, you say, you know, I'd like to do, um, you know, I'd like to get involved in some philanthropics in, uh, I don't know, in the healthcare area. So maybe I'll take a few classes in healthcare. You know, maybe I'll take a couple nursing classes. Right. Not that you're necessarily even going to become a nurse, but to start to teach yourself the nomenclature and uh, you know some of the current technologies that are being used in in that field and so forth. So that when you do get to retirement and say, oh, I think I'd like to go pursue this, you go have your first interview and they go, Well, what have you done to prepare yourself? And I said, Well, I thought about it, you know. <laughs> No, but instead you said, look, I've taken these three courses. I'm familiar with this. I got Maybe I got a certification in a certain area. Uh, and you say, oh, wow, you know, you're really serious about this. You didn't, you didn't just come up with this yesterday. Yeah, I really, you know, I put some time into it. I put some thought into it. I, I you know, actually laid out some steps that I was doing in hopes that somebody like you might hire me because I have a real passion about this. Right. So, so I think it does make sense. Um, the, the earlier the better, and, and um, it just, every project, the sooner you, in my opinion, the more you put planning in place, uh, you know, the higher degree of success that you have. Definitely makes sense. And I mean, I agree with you, people who are around my age, uh, about to be 34 for the record, we tend not to think enough in the future as far as what uh, may or may not happen. But I think the stuff that you gave us today, I think it really does help our listeners put it into perspective give it a sort of realistic approach to it as opposed to, you know, just something that in theory is going to happen in the future. So, Rick, we always appreciate you and all the people over at Zarka uh, coming on the show. Time always flies by. So thank you once again for joining us today. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to our next discussion, Tim. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Rick. Take care. That is all the time we have for this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. Once again, we were speaking with Rick Martin, Senior Financial Planner for Zarka Financial. If you have any feedback on this or any of our shows or maybe of a topic you'd like us to discuss, just send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the LJN, and you can find all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.